Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We're back with another episode of the Team Building Podcast. We've got a phenomenal episode for you today. We've got an awesome guest and a lot of stuff to get into, so let's not waste any time. Let's jump in with the man, the myth, the legend, maybe the second legend on this, on this particular say, episode. Yeah, I can't, I can't call you that in all good conscience on this episode. Jeff Cohn, what's up, man? Dude, I'm super jacked. I'm actually broadcasting from my house, definition of living the dream, just set up my in-home home studio so you see my fancy background that's not a blue screen that's actually a barn that we took down from about a hundred years ago and threw it up in the house I think that is lead paint so if you ever visit here don't lick my wall I'm super excited to be here today with a close friend of mine who I've spent a lot of time with mr. rock Thomas the very first time I ever saw rock I heard his voice thinking it was a YouTube inspirational video and I was at a GoBundance event with about 500 people and I hear this guy talking and he's talking about passion and drive and you know never having limiting beliefs and overcoming our challenges that we have in our life and then he shows up on stage this voice that I heard that I thought was a YouTube video and I don't even know rock if I've told you this story the voice shows up on stage and manifests itself as rock Thomas in front of a group of a bunch of successful entrepreneurs and he's just one of the most motivating people I know, um, an inspiration to millions of people. And it's our pleasure to have you on the show today, Mr. Rock Thomas. Well, it's always fun to be here. And it looks like you're standing up, which I love because it just allows you to have lots of energy, right? It is. I'm jumping. I'm, I'm actually in sweatpants, too. So I'm looking all official. <laughs> but if you saw my bottom half. <laughs> yeah, that's right? cool. Well, it's it's fun. It's always fun to be here. It's always fun to hang out with other champions and people that want to grab life big. And I know uh, my side of the story when we met is you were, you know, snowmobiling. I remember chatting with you and uh, you were like checking the thing out. You weren't sure whether you were going to, you know, run with a couple of some dogs like us. And you asked such quality questions. And any great salesperson knows how to ask pointed quality questions. And it immediately got my attention. And I'm like, this guy's bright. He's exceptionally bright. And I don't know him, but I like him already. And so uh, that was my first impression of you. Wow. I never heard that. You didn't share that with me. Rock and I also no, since I then have spent lots of time together. We were in Vietnam about yeah. a year and a half ago on an adventure trip with about 20 guys. Walked a lot of jungle trails together and shared a lot of stories. So appreciate you sharing that, Rock. That's meaningful to me. And I did notice you notice me. And you can see that when someone's like, whoa, and like they change their energy and start asking questions. And since then, um, an interesting experience, Rock, just to jump in for a second. Rock and I were surprised at a dinner um, in Vietnam that was a blackout dinner, I guess they call it. I don't know what you call it, but it's where you eat your entire meal in the complete dark. And it was just a coincidence, but Rock and I ended up being across from each other. That's an interesting experience. That was that was a fun one to share together. So we have lots more, and we'll share some throughout this episode today. But I appreciate you pointing that out, Rock. Yeah, and it's great to be here. And Matt, thanks for uh, uh, hosting the whole thing. And with your sexy, rugged, good looks, uh, it's always good to hang out and get to meet guys that make me feel like a like a stud. 
<laughs> awesome, man. Well, let's uh, get into it. So I yeah. do want to throw out, um, I want to throw out a shout out to a good friend of mine, Rachel. Um, I got an instant message from her yesterday. Marak, you're going to like this story. I have lots of Facebook friends. This is a person that I was friends with from my church in the past. And she sent me an, sent me an instant message that said, hey, have you ever heard of this guy? And it was Rock's most recent video that he just released to Facebook yesterday, which we will attach below uh, when we po post this on our uh, podcast page. And I actually responded and said, well, as a matter of fact, I do know this guy. Uh, I spent a couple of weeks with him in Vietnam. This is not a joke. Like, because of course, it sounded <laughs> like I was just teasing. But it was you, Rock. It was awesome. And I actually hadn't seen your video. And so after seeing that, I texted Rock and congratulated him. It was moved me. I cried. You can't watch this without getting teared up. But what I, identif what I identified with and where we'll go in the podcast today was that all of us have demons. They come in different shapes and sizes. We have different limiting beliefs. We tell ourselves we're something because of the messages we get from outside of us ourselves. But all of us have experienced something like what Rock experienced. And it's always different, but that's okay. It's, we've shaped who we believe we are because of the life we've lived up to this point. And I think Rock has done such a phenomenal job at breaking through those barriers that most would set for themselves until the day they die and be able to reshape his mindset. And I'd really like to spend our time today, Rock, and where I think it'd be most beneficial for our audience is helping people overcome that 180 degree turn that they have to overcome to be able to move forward and progress in this life instead of just feeling like victims. So I guess for starters, how did you self-actualize to actually address the fact that you did have limiting beliefs? Was it the mentor that you talked about in your video that said you're awesome and you hadn't realized yet that you were? Or were there moments before that where you were like, you know, screw my dad or screw the messages I get from the world. I'm better than this. Well, that's a great question. I think that in life, you know, you've heard of fight or flight. And I think, unfortunately, too many people are given the opportunity for the flight portion of it. But when you're put in a situation like I felt I was growing up, is I felt like it was fight or fight. I remember times when, you know, I wanted to say no, but my father didn't give me a choice. So I grew a backbone and I learned how to face things that I didn't think I could. Um, I'm down here in Thailand right now and I was getting some tennis lessons at his place where there's Olympic champions. And I got to swim beside uh, the Russian um, Olympic champions and the Koreans. And I love that environment because they just have a different tempo to the way that they hang out mm. and what they do. And the guy that I was taking my lessons from is a 23-year-old Thai guy. And I was asking him why his English was so good. He grew up in Saudi Arabia. And he told me that he came back to spend two years in the military. And you know me, Jeff, I'm curious. I always want, I believe you can learn from everybody, but it's up to you to extract that lesson from the person. So I said, what's the most difficult thing that happened? And he goes, well, I fell asleep once on, on watch with my gun. And he goes, they punished me by making me crawl through, um, through urine and through, you know, poo. That was knee deep. And then another time he goes, um, I was caught talking at night and they stripped me down and they put an ant on my penis until it bit me on my wow. penis. And that was my punishment. And I'm like, wow, that sounds really tough. And I said, what did you get from all of this? And long story short that I got from growing up on a farm and that he got from there is that rarely does the average civilian get pushed beyond what they initially associate to as some discomfort. If you have people in your sales team and you know they're tired or they feel like they're hungry, and they have to take a break from cold calling or prospecting or what have you, then they go and do that. But imagine if you had to, you know, get an appointment or you couldn't go home. 
Well, that's what I felt was I was raised that way. I had to feed 22 horses or I didn't get to eat. I learned so much about what I was capable of doing. And you and I played sports together. You know there's no quit, right? There's no quit. And that's a mindset piece. But I was fortunate enough to have been put in the circumstances where I learned that. So I, I would say to people that have me put in that circumstances is tell yourself that you just will never quit. And that's the place you got to start. And once you tell yourself you'll never quit, like join a gym and pay $100,000 to the gym. Every time you go, you get $1,000 back. How many times are you going to go? So right. that's the piece there I think that's missing for a lot of people initially just as a foundation. The, the biggest challenge, and I'll address the elephant in the room, and that is you were forced because of your circumstances. So what happens to the 50% or 80%, I don't, know how many, I don't know how many people it is, where they're raised with love and support and everyone around them helps them to be successful. And so they get in this cush comfort zone, which is normal life, and they go into coast, uh, coast mode where everything's good. And yeah, I'm not really that motivated. And I get those people asking me constantly, what motivates you? What drives you? Why do you want to continually level up in every area of your life and everyone has a different answer. You kind of addressed it in your video. So I, I agree with everything you said. It's just harder to apply pain. Like why would you want to apply pain? And so my comment on this would be that I have found that every time I've been in pain, I've grown from it. I've never died. So any area in my life where I've felt pain, that's actually where I find growth. And so I've started choosing to say yes to the things I know are going to be painful. Don't say yes to everything. Say yes to the things that you know will cause pain in your life because that'll make you a better version of yourself. And I could go on and on with a list of things, but something most recent in my life was dancing in Omaha's Dancing with the Stars about a year ago. Mm. I'm not a dancer. I don't want to dance. I, at the time, I weighed 320 pounds. I like thinking I'm cool and that people think I'm cool. I thought by dancing, no one was going to think I was cool. And so I was scared to death, but I put in the time, I put in the training, and I ended up winning the entire event for Omaha's version of Dancing with the Stars. And there's lots of different examples of that. But I don't know what's broken or not broken in my mind that made me choose to accept the pain. What would be some things, you know, some advice that you could give our listeners to take that next step to start accepting more pain so that people can grow? So that might be the million dollar question or maybe the billion dollar question because people have trouble motivating themselves. And it's either through inspiration or desperation we say that you become motivated. So let's say I had the desperation. I was in those, you know, desperate situations where I wouldn't get to eat, etc. So how do you inspire yourself? Well, I think you inspire yourself by casting a vision, which most people aren't good at, is deciding what is the meaning of your life. And I just think one day, honestly, I think one day I'm going to be dead, Jeff. I'm going to be dead. I'm True. not going to be in this body. Uh, so do I, do I want to just, I'm afraid to go across the room and ask that girl out on a date. One day I'm going to be dead. Who cares? Am I afraid what's to go the, knock on that? Right. What's the worst? One thing of the best things, happen? what's the worst thing that can happen? So I'm in Vietnam. We do this down. Everything's a competition. So rock and Dan Grieve, a good buddy of mine decided to descend the hill first. They grabbed their bikes first, the little punks. <laughs> So I'm like, no, this is not happening. I'm gonna, we're, I'm winning this thing. And I was training for a triathlon at the time. I was in good shape, even though I was really big. And so I get on my bike and I'm making excuses already. Like I think my tires are flat. Like I'm not gonna be able to catch up. But I stay on it. Prashant, Prashant stays with me, and we're on these guys' heels. But every time we get close, they stand up and they're taken off. And this went on for I think about three hours. They, we ended up like going 20 miles out of the way. We passed our exit as typical high D personalities. <laughs> 
But one thing that was really meaningful to me, Rock, and I don't know if you remember this, but when we finally, when they allowed us to catch up, Rock said, I knew that was you. He had, they didn't know who it was. We were way behind in the beginning. He said, I knew that was you. And out of a whole group of 20 badasses, it shouldn't have been me if you look at my body type. And that was really meaningful. That helped motivate me. So one thing I would suggest to our audience is find the people that are your cheerleaders. You'll find a lot of people are jealous of your success behind your back. They say you just got lucky. It wasn't because you earned it. But there are a few you could probably count on one hand of people that want to see you succeed. They're proud of your success. They'll tell you that they're proud and they'll say behind your back that you're proud. And I've always been able to tell Rock that that was your mindset in regards to any successes I've had in my life. And that's honestly a hard thing to find. So often as we become more successful, we're comparing ourselves to others and we're honest, we're almost like jealous when others have success as well. So one thing I've chosen to do to shape my mindset is even if it's someone that would be my enemy, my competition, anytime they succeed at a high level, I congratulate their success. I envy it in a, in a positive way because I feel that by doing so, you'll invite that success into your own world rather than feeling bad about yourself and having the fear that you're not going to be able to do the thing the other person did. Man, so well said. And it's one of the wealth files that I talk about. So I have a mastermind group called M1 where we march people to a million, where we help people become millionaires. And I've broken it down into seven really true elements that we strand together like a rope that makes a rope tie stronger. If you have one strand, it can hold a certain amount of weight. The moment you start to weave them together, because they push up against each other and they hold resistance for each other, it's proven that it has multiple strengths. And that's why you see these big ropes that hold boats. So one of those elements is to break down the mindset of a millionaire into little chunks and then to deliver it to a person that doesn't have that mindset and give them the programming. And you just take, took one of those pieces and you described it because if you're not willing to celebrate somebody else's success, it means that you're poo-pooing it. You're like, oh, well, easy for him or he's, he's a jerk. And what you're telling your nervous system is, I'm not comfortable with that. I want that. There's a scarcity of it. And if he's going to have some, I can have some. What I love about what you said, Jeff, is you're saying basically, you know what? That's an abundance of success. I honor that. I appreciate that. I celebrate that. And I'm comfortable being around it. And that's like all those Olympic athletes that train together. They don't want to train against a four-year-old that wouldn't push them. So you're right into one of those pieces that we do. So we, we break down the elements. And one of them is, is the programming of a millionaire mindset. The other one is to challenge people every week, one to 4% outside of their comfort zone. And you might know this from the rise of Superman, is that it's been proven that if you grow too much, you're putting too much uncertainty, your nervous system goes into survival mode and it can't absorb the lesson. So to take an example, a realtor, because I know a lot of people you deal with are realtors, throw them day one in front of a room of 50 people and tell, tell them you got to do a live cold call in front of everybody right now. What's going to happen to them? Yeah. They're yeah, not going to be able to learn. They're going to be so embarrassed about screwing up and what do I say and how do I look, etc. They don't learn. So what you do instead is you be the example and you show them and you let them watch you. And then you let them try one and you let them know, don't worry about it. Just try it make a mistake, it's okay, and slowly they get their training wheels and eventually they're on their own. So we've broken it down into a science where we give people challenges, one to 4% outside their comfort zone every week for 52 weeks, and we've seen this compound incredible result. Now we're on to 26 millionaires we've created, and it's a lot of fun. 
Wow. How does someone join the group? Can anyone join the group? What are the limitations? So you, you apply. What we look for, obviously, is hungry individuals that are learning, learning based and people that really want to grab life big. Obviously, if you just want to live a comfortable life, you probably won't fit into our group. But essentially, it's a group coaching where I've taken the 30 years of experience that I have, you know, 17 years with Tony Robbins and all the other training that I've done, including some of the stuff you and I do together, and put it into a container for people to absorb rapidly. It's acceleration plus access that and accountability that creates the results. And I don't know if you know this, you probably do, but a lot of people, so they hire coaches, which is great for accountability. Um, they, you know, they put themselves and they go to events for accountability. But what we learned was that the strongest accountability is when you and I agree that we're going to say run a marathon together and we're like blood, blood, blood brothers. And we're like, okay, yeah, we're going to run it together. We're going to train. Yeah. Awesome. And that desire for me to connect with you and to be respected by you and not be left out from the group that we've agreed upon provides me with superpowers. Because I don't want to left jet, let, left jet down, left, right. leave Jeff out of it. And I right. want to be part of his group, right? right? That's why GoBundance and M1 and all these groups yep. work so well. When we go to Vietnam and I'm cycling ahead of you, you, right. you found more strength to catch up than you would have if we were not part of a group. Does that make sense? Right. Yep. Totally makes sense. So where can someone go? And we'll put the link below. Where's the best place for someone to go to learn more about this? Because of course, everything we've set up to this point, I'm sure it resonates with our audience and everyone wants to be a part of it. If you'll accept them, how can they sign up? Yeah. So they got to apply and then they'll go through an interview, but they apply by going to goM1.com, G-O-M-1.com. And uh, they'll apply and whether they get in or not, they'll get a free book from us called 10 Steps to 10X Your Life. So we just want to help people as much as we can. But those people that are really, truly ready to grab life big, they'll jump into our course. And we have a bunch of different levels and all that kind of stuff. Just depends where people are, all the way from $7 up to 20000 Yep. And they do events all over the world. I know they have an event coming up that I was invited to speak at in Cabo. Um, they bring entrepreneurs and leaders of industries to speak on different things. And the thing I like, I like the most about this group, as well as GoBundance and um, the other groups within your guys' organizations, is that the focus is not wealth, primarily. A lot of groups I've been in, it's all about business and growth within your your bank account. They want to see growth in all sorts of areas, like Rock mentioned. He has the seven, I don't know what you call them, the seven points that you talk about on a rope. And so that's one area where I found that I was forgetting was my health, my relationship with my significant other and other people in my life and things that I was letting go because I had so much of a focus on business and to have true happiness, you have to focus on all the buckets. It can't just be one bucket. So speak to maybe some yeah. of the pillars of M1 and what you believe, even if people didn't join it, should be a person's primary focus to have um, a well-rounded life. And I know that's been a struggle for you your whole life. Um, to be really well-rounded. I know that's a struggle I've had as well. And when you have our mindset, you kind of, and a lot of people that follow us rock are the same as us. They're kind of wired the same way in that they get so focused on one thing and want to be so successful in one area that they choose to let the other areas go and then everything else falls apart. So what are the main focuses for so, M1? Yeah. So we call it the whole life millionaire, um, you know, a tribe of healthy, wealthy, generous people that choose to lead epic lives and don't apologize for being awesome while they grab life big. And the, the, the idea is that usually what happens is people charge in one area of their life. They may be really healthy. They're a triathlete. Uh, they got a decent job. Their relationship 
is okay, but they really struggle with their finances. Overall, they don't have a lot of choices. Uh, somebody else goes for their career, they blow out their career, but they really are not the greatest father or parent and they struggle with their health. So we decided that why can't you have it all? We live in an abundant world, so let's create an environment that's fertile for people to have it all, challenge each other to do that, and we found that actually you can. Now, I came from a background where I worked really hard for 20 years of my life. I grew up on a farm, and that's all I knew how to do, and it was fine until I started to become a father, and then I started to realize that it started to affect my relationships, and I went through a divorce. My father got sick with cancer, and I had no passive income, and then I lost everything I had. I got evicted from my apartment at the age of 30 and started all over again. And then I was so wanted to succeed in business that all my brain could do was I didn't want to be at home with a one-year-old changing diapers, feeling useless. I wanted to be back out at work, charging, making money where I felt like I mattered, where I felt like I was significant. And a lot of men have this same experience is they want to get their finances in order before they feel comfortable about creating a home safe life. And they want to have choices. They want to take care of their woman. They want to dazzle their woman. Hey, today's Valentine's. They want to make sure they can do something cool. But if they don't have the money and then they got a kid and they're stressed out and the wife wants them at home or vice versa, two working parents, it creates a lot of stress. So we put that into an environment where we challenge people and we found that people were able to do it. So we don't let people anymore just focus on their work. We say, yeah, you can have a ritual in the morning. You can work out. And you and I have had this conversation, you know, you've, you know, you're, you're probably in the best shape right now since we've known each other, right? I am. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not a conversation necessarily that happens overnight. You got to start to romance it. You got to start to look at yourself and say, okay, why did I make these choices? Why am I eating my emotions? Why am I drinking my emotions? Um, you know, I've gone through a lot of different addictions in my life and finally kind of came through and be able to say, okay, I can't have it all. I'm 55 years old. We just had our event at GoBundance. I won the push-up contest again, the GB9, nice. against every single person. I'm 55. How do I do that? Because I'm committed to my freaking body to be in awesome shape and daily I serve my body by choices that matter because I know I'm going to see Jeff in a little while and we're going to play squash and I'm going to have to teach him another lesson. You know, you're going to be surprised <laughs> this time. Things change when you're down six, 60 pounds. I'm going to be bringing it. But you see, this is the thing that I love is that, you know, you know, one day we're going to cross paths on a court and that might be just enough to get you to make a different choice. And that's the positive peer pressure I'm talking about. Sure. That honestly, Jeff, most people never, Take advantage of that. And that's the piece that I think is missing for most people. You can hire great coaches, and I have, and I still have, and that's a piece. But have a great coach. Have a tribe. Have a peer group. Have a, we have these pods where you meet with friends. Have a, a goal-setting system like we do that is very, very pointed, and that's a structure. And when you start to put these strands together, you actually have something that you weave together that's undestructible. And I mean, I've tripled my net worth in the last five years, and I've got 34 streams of income. I've been, in, I've been on the road. I haven't been home for two and a half months. I work from anywhere in the world, and I've dreamed of this. And I think a lot of people might want some of that. Maybe not. But if you do, that's what we help people have.
The biggest challenge is everyone knows they need to surround themselves with highly successful people. I think they say your net worth will be an accumulation of like your closest five friends. The average of their net worth will be yours. Is there something to that? Yeah, the rule of five. Yep. The rule of five. Um, one of the things back to my pain comment is it's hard to be friends with the person that is a triathlete because you're intimidated to have to do their workout. And it's hard to be friends with a guy that owns 37 businesses or has 37 streams of income because you feel like you're not being big in that area. It's all a limiting belief. Those people are willing to be friends with you. Those people want to be friends with you and want to have a positive impact on your life, but you have to be willing to accept it and make the changes necessary to get to that next level. And I know M1 puts someone in that community, but if you don't want to do M1, there's local communities that you can choose to associate with. You might already be thinking about your brother-in-law or your sister-in-law or some friend of yours who does play at a high level in a certain area of, your, of the, their life, and you simply haven't wanted to accept it or learn more about it. And I know um, I like the Savers um, in Miracle Morning, Hal Elrod's book, talking about, you know, scribing. You know, who's your best? What friend of yours journals? What friend of yours yeah. does affirmations? What friend reads every day? What friend meditates every day? What friend works out every day? A lot of times no one does a great job at all of them, but you'll know someone that's an expert at one. Something I've done personally is I've picked my experts in every area that I want to get better so that I have a direct line to the people that I know are going to be able to have a positive impact on my life. Yeah, well, to we know we took um, the concept of the Miracle Morning and Hal's a great friend of ours, and we've really doubled down on that so that people can get that morning ritual. And then I started something called the Sunday System for Success. What if I told you that I could help you have more time, more money, more freedom, have access to more opportunity, to be even luckier, and to be less stressed? Would you like to know about that system? Of course. <laughs> right? And yet most people, when you show them that system, because they're trapped in a blueprint, they actually won't take action on it. People have all taken a time management course, or they've read a book, or they've tried something, but they don't do it. And I've cracked the code on why they don't do it, and I call it the red zone. It's the no power power. No, people don't want to fail. People don't set up their week or their schedule because they go, look, if I fill in my schedule and I time block for two hours here, and then I have this and I do that and that, they get to that time and they what? They don't feel like doing it. So then they look at their schedule and they go, oh, but I don't feel like time blocking. I don't feel like working out. I don't feel like calling my mother, whatever it is. So they don't do it because most people struggle with motivating themselves unless they have a huge freaking why. So right. then they don't do it. They look at the end of the day, the end of the week, and they feel like what? A failure. They feel like I didn't do that. I didn't cross that off my list. I wasn't in the mood to work out. And see, I didn't work out. I said I was going to. So you know what they do? They don't make any plans. They go, hey, I'm an independent contractor. I could do what I want when I want. So that's what I'm going to do. And that's why I got into running my own business or being a realtor. But how does that work for you? Like crap. Because if yep. you only do what you feel like doing, then you don't have a legendary life. You'll take so the path I, of least resistance. Yeah, and nobody created anything great just doing things when they felt like it. It's like Tony Robbins says, he goes, every morning I wake up, I jump into an ice bath. There's never one day I felt like doing it, <laughs> but I do it anyway, right? <laughs> because it creates momentum in his life. So I've cracked the code on why people don't schedule things and why they're addicted to being in the red zone. And, and I'll tell you, I'll give you a hint, is that 
there's chemicals that are created. Have you ever crammed for an exam? Think back in the old days, you cram for an exam or you have to do your taxes on the 14th of April and you know, you were just like, oh my God, you're so focused. Well, in the rise of yep. Superman, it talks about how there's norepinephrine and anandamide and adrenaline that gets released into your body and it gives you a higher level of pattern recognition and a higher capacity to perform. So think about it. When you're under the gun, you perform better. You feel more alive. You feel more focused. Why would you do things that would remove that? So people force themselves into the red zone when they have to do something, plus couple it with the fact that they have the no power power where they go, oh no, I'd like to come to the party, but I have to do my taxes. I'd like to go to you know soccer, but I have to do this document for prepare for a meeting tomorrow. So they get addicted to the chemicals that are created for high performance and they keep on waiting for that. But you know what happens? They miss opportunities. They have no freedom. They waste money because now they're rushing to work. They forgot to pack a lunch. They got to stop somewhere and stand in line, eat some junk food, fill up the car, wait in line, get there late, pay extra money to go to the corner store. So now they're spending more money. They have less freedom. They're stressed out. They're burnt out, they're getting older, they're not working out and all those things. So I have a system that we teach in M1 that turns all of that backwards and reverse engineers their week and it's the miracle week essentially for people. It's unbelievable. People like, we've created 26 millionaires and people are getting, awesome. we estimate about 10 hours a week extra of productivity uh, versus people that don't use the system. That's awesome. You know, Rock, in my life, I travel a lot. I think I spent 90 days last year in 2017 away from home, both business and personal. All of the business was chosen. I didn't have to go on any of those trips. I chose to to level up and learn more and connect with guys like you. And it's interesting because people will sit with me on a plane and they'll ask me some questions. I'll be like, oh yeah, I was in Hawaii three weeks ago. Oh, I was in Vietnam five weeks. Like They're like, are you kidding me? Like They almost challenge it. And a lot of people will say, I wish I could do that. I wish yes. that was my life. But it's, they're not telling the truth because I'll always respond and say, well, that can be your life. You just have to make different choices. And one of the reasons I have been so motivated, why I found GoBundance, you know, Pat Hyben invited me, but I chose to go. I chose to spend that money. I put myself in a situation of conversations with you and other high thinking individuals. And one of the motivating factors for me was a book that I read when I was in my mid 20s. And had I not read this book, I don't think I'd be where I am today. And it's The Five Regrets of the Dying. And a lot of times when you're 25, you're not grabbing a book called The Five Regrets of the Dying. Like you'd think you'd be in your 70s when you read it. My mindset was, I'm reading this at 25. I want to figure out what people regret. And it was fascinating. They break down all this this person that works in, I know, Rocky, you probably heard of it. For our audience, though, they break down um, a, a nurse that works in hospice aids the death of hundreds of individuals. And those people are confessing to her their biggest regrets. I wish I hadn't worked as much. I wish I had stayed close to my friends. I wish I had pursued the work life of my dreams. And so it programmed me at a very young, influential age to choose to be different, to choose to accept and follow my dreams, my life, my desires, and then figure out a way how to do it instead of listening to the messages of the world, which is get a safe job with great benefits and work eight to five and drive 30 minutes to and from work and don't go on trips and don't spend money and don't lead and live the life of your dreams. And so my challenge, what I'm inspired by is very similar to what Rock's inspired by, and that is teaching and helping and leading and motivating people to take the first step 
the baby step to feel more pain, to get out of their dichotomy, to change things up, to flip it upside down and lead and live the life of your dream. And that's the message I give to my team. That's the message I give to my podcast followers. That's the message I give to the world. Because to me, that's the most meaningful. When I lay on my deathbed and I'm about to die, there will be a smile on my face that I did everything I could to help change the lives of others for the better. Yeah, well said. It's funny you mentioned that because we use those same five regrets and what we did is we reverse engineered into M1, how do you avoid them? So one of them is, you know, people never felt like they were really authentic and they could really be themselves. So we make sure that people get to be authentic and they get to be vulnerable and they get to express who they are and we encourage and applaud that for, for instance. The other thing is we really advocate is passive income. As you know, horizontal income we call it because people generally worked too much and didn't have enough time to be with people they loved. Well, how do you handle that? Well, you get your money working for you and you create enough passive income so that you can do whatever you want, whenever you want with whoever you want. So I've been for a month here in Thailand. I was three weeks in Mexico before that. Then I went to the winter retreat and I'll head back. I'll be in Montreal for a week and then I'll head back to Florida. So those things, when you, you know, reverse engineer what you talked about into a lifestyle, then you kind of make sure it doesn't happen, which is really cool because that's, like you said, I kind of did the same research and I said, well, let's make sure we insulate ourselves from that happening and create a culture and an environment where people yep. don't regret. Well, so, people um, think that they, they have to be millionaires to achieve the, that lifestyle. And I know lots of millionaires that live that lifestyle. You don't have to be a millionaire. Um, read the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. He talks about how he used virtual assistants to do his job for him, making about a hundred grand a year while he surfed. And he was living the dream, not really working four hours a week. Everyone has this ability. What people are choosing not to do is to face the pain to figure out how to plug into the lifestyle. People don't want to do the work. They just rather work an eight to five, 40 hours a week, 60 hours a week, and then look back 30 years from now and regret every day. So I just don't want to see people do that. I know you don't want to see people do that. Johnson, you've been very quiet on this episode. Where is an area in which we could engage Rock to have like a final thought for our audience? that you feel will be valuable and impactful. Oh man, uh, you have no idea the amount of self-discipline and control I have ex exhibited throughout this entire conversation. <laughs> sure, <laughs> he's a high D as well, Rock, so I'm shocked actually. 99, Okay. Well done. Yes, thank you, I, I thank you. Um, okay, so here's, here's what I would probably love for you to talk about, which is, you, know, you mentioned that people have a hard time motivating yourself. And you, you, you briefly touched on the fact that, you know, when you get into that, that state, when you start talking about your programming and, and start realizing that it's those crucial moments where you don't feel like doing things that really matter. And you threw out just a couple of questions, but I, I would love for you to go deeper on the role of questions and why, why questions are so powerful when it comes to kind of questioning and reprogramming you, those internal self-beliefs. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. So I'll give you a, a really specific example. I think everybody can relate to is you're lying in bed, the alarm clock goes off or you wake up and it's dark, especially at this time of year, it's cold, let's say, and you're like, oh God, and you turn, you look at your phone and you're like, man, I could sleep another 20 minutes. It's 20 to five, but I'm gonna get up at five. Or you're thinking, God, I could get up and I could get an edge on, on the day. I'm not really tired, I'm okay. So you have that conversation and Unless you're able to focus on what's going to happen when you get up and the feeling you're going to get and what you're going to do and et cetera, you're always going to give in to the comfort. Mm -hmm. It's the same with virtually everything that you do. 
So I really believe one of the skills that's missing for most people is the ability to visualize what they're going to do mm -hmm. and then use the pillars of pain and pleasure to amplify it. And I'll give you an example. My father got cancer when I was in my late 20s and I learned after taking care of him for you know a year and a half and spending all my savings to take care of him that what probably caused the cancer was a lack of exercise, never exercised. Mm -hmm. was he worked all the time, was incredibly serious, German background, very, very serious, and, you know, didn't laugh a lot, and he ate poorly. He ate a lot of salt. He didn't eat really a lot of vegetables. So I started to study good nutrition, and I came up with the conclusion that I needed to do the opposite of those three things, eat a lot of vegetables and fresh fruits. I needed to exercise, and I need to be a little bit more lighthearted. I can be pretty intense, but I can also laugh, and I can have a good time. So when I lie in bed and I don't feel like working out, what I do is future pace the and exaggerate what is about to happen. So I go, okay, I don't feel like working out. Great. If you don't work out today, you probably won't work out tomorrow. You don't work out tomorrow, you probably won't work out for the rest of the year. You won't work out for the next five years. You won't work out for 10 years. And guess what? You'll be just like your father. You'll have cancer and you'll die. Mm -hmm. I'm doing that very fast. But I, in essence, I play that picture out and I try to actually connect my emotion to it. And when I do that, I'm like, work out and live a full life, awesome. Roll over, hit the snooze button, die of cancer. Yeah. Starts to make the choice a little easier. Then to make it even easier, what I do is I go, okay, but if I work out, I feel more alive. I'm gonna look better. I'm gonna, I'm gonna win that push-up contest against Jeff. And I start to imagine all the pleasure I'm gonna feel from working out. I'm gonna have a sculpted body for when I go by the beach and feel good about myself. I'm gonna be able to run up the stairs. I'm gonna live longer. So I use pain and pleasure and I go pain if I don't, oh, massive pain, I'm gonna die. And massive pleasure and I stack and pack all the reasons. And I can virtually do that for any decision I'm gonna make. And when you learn how to do that and you get really good at it, it starts to become automatic. You now, and even when your mind starts to to, to tempt you to not do something, once you get to that turning point, the tipping point of practicing it, it's almost like, like if I was to challenge you to something that, that you're good at, a sport, and you feel that mano to mano, part of you inside that wake gets woken up and you're like, okay, bring it on, boy, bring it on, let's go. Yeah. And I, I summon that part of myself, mm -hmm. and then it becomes a habit. So I love the adversity of when my mind goes, oh, I don't feel like it. Bam, game on, let's go. There's an opportunity to expand who I am. So I think you're that it's a practice. Fueled. You yeah, allow I'm that fueled. to be a fuel for you. Yes, yes. And, and especially when people are like, oh, well, I think we've done enough calling. Let's all go have pizza. I'll stay and do extra, you know? I'll do, I'll do extra. When I would work out with the trainer, you'd go, okay, one more rep. I do three more. Yeah. Yep. You will book, not you set the limit. Go a ahead. Great book has, that, that has really inspired me, Rock, and I'm sure you've read this is Extreme Ownership, Jocko Willink. He led leaders of Navy SEALs. Uh, he's, he has a podcast as well. The guy's incredible. Um, the thing that resonated with me with him was he said he would say he'll put it off till tomorrow. So if he's tired today, doesn't want to do his workout, he'll say, you know what, I'm going to get it in today. Um, but he always would say, you know, maybe tomorrow I won't work out 
Or also, I, well, I'll get up today. I won't. <laughs> he would procrastinate, procrastinate. <laughs> he would procrastinate, procrastination always in everything. So I've joked now with it. So like I was just in Pensacola uh, last weekend for a flippers conference. Uh, we did a workout where we did a five hour run and 501 pushups. It took us two hours and four minutes. And my joke was tomorrow we won't work out. Of course we did. But I would, I lie yeah. to myself. I lie to myself and say, oh, yes. tomorrow I I'll I love take it. a break. Tomorrow yeah. I'll relax. But I never do. I choose to always wake up. Also, in iPhones, when you create an alarm, you can choose if you want snooze to be an option. Delete that today. Get in your phones, yeah. delete all your alarms, yeah. and take the snooze off. Snoozing is not an option. No, no. <laughs> and I, I love that. You know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take the day off tomorrow. So I think mm -hmm. you also said you got to trick your brain. I believe your brain needs to be tricked because it always uses is fear to protect you. Yeah. and comfort to try to keep you from trying something new. So I'm always into tricking my brain. Yep. Rock yeah. made a comment about weight loss, and I know we're close on time. Um, 115 days ago, I had to look at my watch. 115 days ago, I made a choice to not eat grains, sugars, or dairy products and go cold turkey for 12 months. With the goal of losing 100 pounds, I lost 60 pounds already. I have a weigh-in in two weeks, so I might be down even more than that. But it's been interesting, the journey to watch Barack, we talked earlier, um, you know, about the Superman book and how the chemicals have an impact. After 30 days of no grains or sugars or dairy, I became a different person. My mind shifted. The way that I used to feel about things changed. My fear went away. I became more primal, um, more natural, less fearful, less, um, uh, I had less, um, I guess, fog down, less foggy, less, less fog. Right. And it's been incredible to, to enjoy that journey and watch and, and recognize what food does. And it applies to addictions, drugs, alcohol, foods, all sorts of things. And I became a different man. Like I feel like 115 yeah. days, and that's just because the weight, take the weight out of the yeah. equation. I, I'm a different person. So I would challenge people to really consider their diet. The diet may be the reason you're not able to get out in the other areas of your life and change things for yourselves. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, you talk about energy. I say to people, if if one to 10 was a scale of energy that you have access to, and Tony Robbins is a big mentor of mine, I think people would agree that know him, he's got tons of energy. So let's call him on the scale of 10 and one being dead. Where are you? And most of the time, people will tell me, they'll tell me I'm around a six with my energy. Like I get tired here, I have headaches, I have this or that. And I'm like, okay, so you're at a six. So really what you're telling me is you never get more than 60% of your total potential. I said, what if we could just get you like to max to 80 or 90 of your total potential? So we need to work on your nutrition. We need to work on your exercise. Um, the month of December, I challenged myself to do 500 push-ups a day for the entire month. I ended up doing 430 for 20 of the days because some people started telling me, you know, you need to take a day off. It's actually going to be many. better for you. Yeah. Right. But the point being is that there's so much more that people can access if they pay attention to nutrition and energy and attitude and stuff like that. I think it's underplayed because, you know, the food industry doesn't want you to change your habits. They want to, you know, they're in the business of selling food and, and stuff that makes them money. So I respect their business model, but it doesn't serve you. You got to insulate yourself from crappy, other people's crappy business models. And that's one of them. So good for you, man. That's awesome. Yeah.
And I think it's great. I, I've noticed even people that are appear healthy to the world, they're still fat. I call it skinny fat. They're unhealthy, yeah. even though the world has accepted them because their bodies look like they're healthy. Obviously, they're not, and they haven't owned up to that. This can also change them. So if you're listening and you're like, ah, I look good, people like me, whatever, it, it still affects you. It affects the decisions that you make. And I can't um, emphasize it enough, the way it's changed my mindset. I feel like such a better father, a better husband, a better leader for those within my organizations. I'm showing up more. And we use that terminology a lot in GoBundance. Are you showing up in this area? How many of us feel like maybe we're not? We're just kind of going day by day, trying to get through it, trying to skate, scoot by, but we're not proud of what we accomplished. There's a way to become proud of it. I'm proud of you know, most areas in my yeah. life today. I'm not having regrets, but I'm making that conscious choice and that conscious ever effort every moment. It's not a daily or a weekly routine. It's a moment routine because right now, my kitchen's right there. There's unhealthy food. We just got Girl Scout cookies yesterday. I could go choose to eat those cookies. I could choose not to work the rest of today, but I, I can now live and lead my life with an op open mind, um, open eyes, and make the choices I want to make. And the food has made a big difference for me. So I wanted to share that with our audience. Yeah. Brock, any final way, thoughts for you? Yeah, a couple of final thoughts. So piggyback on that is environment. We talked about people, but environment is food too. So make it easier on yourself. When you come home and you're hungry around four or five o'clock, have carrots and, and hummus out on the counter versus those Girl Scout cookies that are going to be calling your right. name and you're going to feel weak and you're going to go for them. So set your environment up to win. In my Sunday system for success, I say to people, listen, there's a little child inside of you that, that you want to take care of. And imagine your kids, you send them off to school with no lunch, no snacks, no food money, they're not ready for their their sports practice after school. They didn't bring their science project. It would be a mess for them. They'd be embarrassed. They'd be uncomfortable. They'd be stressed out. So why aren't you doing that for the little mm. kid in you? Why aren't you on Sunday preparing your week and getting your snacks and your food, healthy diets? Set it up so you win, so you have the maximum energy. And then as you do that, you'll find it easier to lap the field. You'll be ahead of the competition because most people won't do it. So it's a simple thing that can give you an edge and eliminate what I call the unforced errors. You don't have to be highly skilled to prepare your lunches for a few days, but you can get the edge on other people because you have the vision and the discipline to do it. Love it. Love it. Love, love the tennis reference. All right, guys, we'll have to uh, to shut it down. Unfortunately, we have to uh, put a nice bow on this episode. So, Rock, remind us again, uh, M1, and then how people can get involved. Yeah, so go m1, gom1.com or rockthomas.com. They can check us out there. I got lots of products, lots of stuff to help them. Um, you know, we're committed to making whole life millionaires where you don't give up your health or your wealth um, or your relationships or any one of them to gain the other one. And at the same time, um, after years of doing personal development, we've realized that there's just some principles of success that you might as well embrace them. And um, and we're happy to share that with people and always happy to hang out with you guys. So um, thanks for having us. Yeah. Rock, you were awesome, man. Thank you for being on the show. I want to give a shout out to Rock and just a sincere thank you uh, and gratitude. And I'm speaking for our entire audience. I know this podcast today is going to change people's lives. I'd also like to extend an invite to you, Rock, uh, free of charge to come out anytime to any of our events we host in Omaha. Also, save the date uh, in conjunction with Rockerbox, Viral Marketing, and then, of course, Elite Real Estate Systems. We're hosting the first ever Team Building Summit. 
Uh, we have yet to release the ability to purchase tickets, but it's going to be May 8th, 9th, and 10th, all day the 9th and 10th, fly in on May 8th, and we're going to have a, a cocktail party. Uh, we're going to have a couple hundred people there, and we have some guest speakers we have yet to announce. Um, they're celebrity guest speakers. We're expecting it to be a huge event. So if you have some time early May, it's usually before kids are out of school. See if you can book May 8th, 9th, and 10th in Omaha, and we'll have more information on that. And then like always, if you want to learn more about our workshops and the dates of those workshops, you can always go out to EliteRealEstateSystems.com and click on workshops, and you can see everything about those. Right. Is Sam Moriel going to be there? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm always trying to get Sam in. He hasn't, he hasn't <laughs> registered yet. I'd love to have Sam out, okay. though, again. He came last year. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Very well, cool, great. Guys. And we're looking forward to having you in, um, in Cabo, Jeff. You're going to be uh, a great treat for the people there. And so we'll see you in about a month. Can our audience go on that trip, Rock, or are we pretty much booked up? Can it, if someone we have a couple of spots a left. We had a, yeah, we had a couple of people that got pregnant that had to pull out. So wow. we actually have a couple of spots that opened up. And uh, no pun intended, got pregnant, had to pull out. That's right. Um, mm -hmm. But um, no, nobody was thinking that at all. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> never, never. But uh, yeah, if you got some people, um, get them in touch with uh, with Heather, and um, we could squeeze a okay. couple of people in for sure. If someone wants to go to Cabo, it's March thirty first through April fourth. It is over um, a holiday. I think it's Easter Sunday. Um, so yeah. if you can get the green light to go, it's going to be an amazing time. A group of about 50 or 60 entrepreneurs that think at a high level, just like Rock Rock will be there. I will be there. Um, if you want to go, instant message me on Facebook, and I'll put you in contact with who you need to be in contact with. I think the fee to go is a couple thousand dollars. It's going to change your life. Don't worry about the money. Just do it. Put it on your credit card. Yeah, and just a quick little note on that is we rent a $12 million home right on a cliff. We all hang out together in the house. And we have a chef and we do cool things. We uh, play on the beach, some ultimate frisbee. We chase whales and uh, we mastermind all night long. So it's an epic experience. And you, once you arrive there, you put your wallet in your room and we take care of everything. So it's, uh, it's a bit of a mind blowing experience. Cool. Thanks again, Rocky. You were great. Appreciate you, brother. All right, guys. Good hanging out with you guys. Take care.